millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. And listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah. This? Oh my god, this? Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom and joining me as ever is... Emma! Hello! Hello, how are we? Uh, we are good, I think. Um, how are you? You think? You're not sure? <laughs> No. Are you okay? You need to have a chat. <laughs> well, we as a collective, and I don't know how you are, so I wouldn't like oh, to assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm, I'm funky fresh. Yeah, I am funky fresh also, and I'm feeling good because it's getting lighter in the evening. So less seasonal depression. <laughs> I mean, that's always a good thing, right? Yeah. Classic. Look at me talking about the weather. Who am I? How's the weather with you? Have you seen like two old two old women? Have you heard about Mark's boy? You know Mark. No, no. Married to Deirdre. Well, you know Deirdre. Three doors down. Her Mark said to me, the weather on Friday is actually going to rain. I don't know how we know. He told me that it's going to start getting lighter in the evenings now. I'm quite excited because I'm going for my walks a bit later. I don't know why I've gone up north. Like that, you know. <laughs> like that. When I grow old, I just I just go north. Do you know what I mean? I also go incredibly camp. I don't know why. <laughs> it might be because I'm being an old woman. I, are, are old women camp? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Does everyone migrate north when they get old? Like yeah, that old is birds? what that, that is what happens. I heard. Even if you don't physically go north, your accent just goes there. Mentally and spiritually, you're in the north. Yeah. Oh, Ibagum. Ibagum. <laughs> right, anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome to this podcast that's um, not about accents or old people. Uh, maybe sometimes, though. <laughs> maybe it should be. <laughs> maybe. Do you want to explain what it is about, Emma? Yeah, so this is a podcast about filmographies where Tom and I watch all of the films or potentially TV available um, by one actor at a time. So season one was all about Robert Pattinson. We watched all of his films in order. And now we are on to Ryan Gosling, which is mega fun times. Mega fun times. Mega fun times. Yeah, we're having a good time doing it, aren't we? Yeah, last we week, are. It's good. Last week we had a bit of a, a serious week with some serious topics. Yeah. Um, this week, you know, we're on to some slightly less serious topics just a bit of murder. Bit of, um... <laughs> bit, of, bit of... No, it's not serial murder. Just a one-off. Two one-offs. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's two murders this week. Well, possibly three. Uh, but, yeah, so a bit of a lighter week, basically. Just a bit of light murder, light stabbing. Yep. Light dismemberment. And a bit of, um, and a bit of kissy-kissy, which is always a good. A bit of smoochy smoochy cry-cry. Um, <laughs> what, what films have we watched this week emma we have watched um a fan favorite the notebook i know everyone i know the notebook we have watched murder by numbers and we have watched the united states of leland that so we yeah have. i hadn't heard of the other two obviously everyone's heard of the notebook most people like the notebook and if you don't you're dead inside as far as i'm concerned dead <laughs> dead inside <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a pick and mix of a week. We got um, a bit of a Sandra Bullock crime drama with Murder by Numbers. We've got a indie film with United States of Leland, and then yeah, a classic romance. So it's good. Classic, a classic romance. A classic way. Should we start off with then Murder by Numbers because that came out first chronologically? Okay, yeah, sure. Was that no, two thousand and two? Yeah, 2002, I believe. Yeah. So this is 
of crime drama starring Sandra Bullock and Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. about two teenagers that basically decide that they'll just commit the perfect crime for shits and gigs. <laughs> um, and Sandra Bullock has to solve the case <laughs> and uh, works out that it's the two of them. Yeah, it's probably one of the more predictable films I've watched in my time. I didn't feel particularly surprised by anything that happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Would it interest you to know that it's inspired by a true story? That would interest me. Pray tell me more. And it's also the fourth film to have adapted this story. What? Yeah. But it's so... Okay, I I reckon in theory, the idea of two teenage lads who are firmly inserted up their own asses, who think they're clever enough to get away with committing the perfect murder or whatever, and then some awesome cop trying to figure it out might be quite cool in theory but in this film it I just fell flat for me i don't know that all the all the films follow this um, this structure yeah i just know that it, it, they've all inspired these films one of them is by alfred hitchcock Ooh, what which one rope i have not seen it um but yeah it's obviously quite i i love some i love a story of someone trying to commit the perfect murder oh perfect yeah crime the issue with committing the perfect crime, though, is that you want people to know that you've committed the perfect crime. That's right? the problem. People's egos get in the way. Yeah, you can't, you can't mm-hmm. commit the perfect crime and have people know about it. You can't, you can't have your cake and eat it. No, I think you know if you're I mean? narcissistic enough to take someone's life, then you're not going to be okay with no one ever finding out. That's just a classic with murderers, isn't it? In it. Yeah, they, they, they fucking love being they fair, love dad, it. don't they? They bloody um, love it. <laughs> would you like to know a little bit about the real murder? Yeah, before we please get into tell the, me more. The fake murder. Um, yeah. I mean, I can read you the full just bit about how they did the murder on, on their Wikipedia page, if you Let's like. Let's go. It's story time with story Tom. Story time with Tom. So the real, <laughs> the real people are called Nathan Leopold and Richard Loeb. Okay. Uh, and this is like in the 19... 19- 30s i want to oh, say or 1920s okay yeah 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 so they were into their niche and all that and their existential mm. god shit. is dead vibes yeah love yeah. it and they they thought they were really fucking clever and <laughs> they they thought because they were so clever that they were above like moral standing mm. or whatever and they didn't think mm-hmm. that it had anything so they thought they could just do it and they slowly progressed their way up right okay so they started with breaking and entering stealing stuff from fraternities and uh, sorority houses and stuff like mm. this. And they went relatively unnoticed. They progressed to arson. <laughs> the natural progression. <laughs> arson around. And <laughs> they thought, still, no one is noticing us. And we're not getting talked about in the press. So we'll, mm. do, a, we'll do ourselves a murder, right? <laughs> so I'm now just going to read to you what they did. Okay, so, crack on. This is from a little known website called Wikai. Pedia.org. Are you sure you can trust this, this uh, strange sounding look, website? It's, it sounds a bit weird, but I think that this has been heavily vetted. And, okay. Um, okay. It seems like, you know, they go straight to the top on these matters and are heavily researched and don't just ask anyone their opinion or well, can be easily edited. Tom, even if it even if it's not accurate, this is the internet and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so Leopold, then 19 years old, and Loeb, 18, settled on the kidnapping and murder of an adolescent as their perfect crime. Adolescent. Adolescent. <laughs> Check out that adolescent. <laughs> oh, they spent sorry. seven months planning everything from the method of abduction to disposal of the body mm-hmm. to, to uh, obfuscate... The precise nature of their crime and their motive, they decided to make a ransom demand and devised an intricate plan for collecting it, involving a long series of complex delivery instructions to be communicated, one set at a time, by phone. This sounds like me trying to get a pizza delivered to my house because the postcode's wrong in the GPS. <laughs> so they decided, yeah, that they'd go through all these different... They'd like, right, it'll be in several parts. They'll have to, like, solve a clue. They'll have to... We'll tell them to go to one place. They'll get the next part. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's like a little treasure hunt. How fun. Just, just to cut forward. None of this became important because it all went tits up. Anyway. cool. uh, They typed out the final set of instructions involving the actual money drop in the form of a ransom note using a typewriter stolen from a fraternity house. A chisel was selected as the murder weapon and purchased. After a lengthy search for a suitable victim, mostly on the grounds of Harvard School for boys in the Kenwood area, 
where Loeb was educated, they decided upon Robert Bobby Franks, the 14-year-old son of wealthy Chicago watch manufacturer Jacob Franks. Loeb knew Bobby Franks well. Bobby was his second cousin and and an across-the-street neighbour and had played tennis at the Loeb residence several times. So, you know, yeah, pick someone you know. Good. Not random target at all, is it? The pair put their plan in motion on the afternoon of May 21st, 1924, using an automobile that Leopold had rented under the name Morton D. Ballard. They offered Franks a ride as he walked home from school. The boy refused initially, since his destination was less than two blocks away. But Loeb persuaded him to enter the car to discuss a tennis racket that he had been using. Bloody posh people, man. The precise sequence of events that had followed that followed remains in dispute, but the preponderance of opinion Jesus Christ <laughs> placed Leopold of opinion. <laughs> being behind the wheel in the car and Loeb sat in the back seat with the chisel. Loeb struck Franks, sitting in front of him in the passenger seat several times in the head with the chisel, then dragged him into the back seat where he was gagged and soon died. Oh, gosh. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a bit of a dark turn. I mean, it is a murder, but... Okay, yeah, buckle up. Just buckle up, guys. Trigger warning. <laughs> trigger the, warning for murder. <laughs> with the body of on the floorboard out of view, Leopold and Loeb drove to their predetermined dumping spot near Wolf Lake in Hammond, Indiana, 25 miles south of Chicago. After nightfall, they removed and discarded Frank's clothes, then concealed the body in a culvert along the Pennsylvania Railroad tracks north of the lake. To obscure the body's identity, they poured hydrochloric acid on his face and also genitals to disguise the fact that he'd been circumcised. Oh my Gideon! This this did not make it into the movie. (laughs) What the movie? No, it did not. What the actual fuck is wrong with these two? By the time the two men returned to Chicago, word had spread that Franks was missing. Leopold called Franks' mother, identifying himself as George Johnson, and told her that Franks had been kidnapped. Instructions for delivering the ransom would follow. After mailing the typed ransom note, burning their bloodstained clothing, and cleaning the bloodstains from the rented vehicle's upholstery the best they could, they spent the remainder of the day playing cards. (laughs) What were they playing? Go fish? (laughs) Got any fours? (laughs) Go fish. What they didn't put is it was actually Uno. (laughs) Uno! Once Frank's family received the ransom note the following morning, Leopold called a second time and dictated the first set of ransom payment instructions. Mm -hmm. The intricate plan stalled almost immediately when a nervous family member forgot the address of the store that he was supposed to receive the next set of directions, and it was abandoned entirely when word came out that Frank's body had been found. Leopold and Loeb destroyed the typewriter and burned a car robe, which is described here as a lap blanket, so just a blanket, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they had used to move the body. They then went about their lives as usual. Chicago police launched an intensive investigation. Rewards were offered for information. While Loeb went about his daily routine quietly, Leopold spoke freely to police and reporters, offering theories to anyone who would listen. Oh God, it's just classic. (laughs) He told one detective... If I were to murder anybody, it would be just such a cocky little son of a bitch as Bobby Franks. I, I mean, am in shock. Is he dumb? Like considering, I mean, talk in about the film, like going, it's really me, smart. it's me, it's yeah. me. Yeah. Police found a pair of eyeglasses near the body. Though common in prescription and frame, they were fitted with an unusual hinge purchased by only three customers in Chicago, one of whom oh. was Leopold. Oh, for God's sake. When questioned, Leopold offered the possibility that his glasses might have dropped off, might have dropped out of his pocket during a bird watching trip the previous weekend. The destroyed typewriter was recovered from Jackson Park Lagoon on June seventh. The two men were summoned for formal questioning on May twenty ninth. They asserted that on the night of the murder, they had picked up two women in Chicago using Leopold's car, then dropped them off sometime later near a golf course without learning their last names. Their alibi was exposed as a fabrication when Leopold's chauffeur told police that he was repairing Leopold's car the night that the men claimed to be using it. The chauffeur's wife later confirmed that the car was parked in the Leopold garage on the night of the murder. Oh my goodness me, they are so thick. (laughs) And then in in classic fashion, they both then turned on each other and said, I wasn't the mastermind, the other one was the mastermind. And then, yeah... One of them wrote a book after the other one's death in prison, mm-hmm. and he was saying that it was the other one. And obviously the theory is that Loeb is the one that did the killing, so I think that's the one that died first. Um, and Leopold begged him m- multiple times in prison to just admit to doing it, and he said, no, the the mother 
thinks that you did it and it will cause her less pain thinking that you did it because I knew him or whatever. Or oh, whichever right, way around yeah. that is. Because he, like, he was his cousin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, man. But they both got like 99 plus years in prison. For this Good, murder. the little freaks. <laughs> so that that's the murder that the film is based on. Okay, wow. Um, in the film, they pick a random woman, yeah. murder her, and then try and frame the janitor from their school, right? Yeah, he's he's their janitor and he just also sells all the kids weed that go to school, which is, you know, that's inappropriate. <laughs> but he didn't kill nobody. <laughs> yeah. And they they, they steal Ryan Gosling steals a lot of fibers from his house when he goes around to buy weed. And also they'd never show this actually, but rather randomly he has a monkey or a baboon. Yeah, called that's scary. Mr. Poopy. <laughs> uh, if you look at the because there's a shot where he's like you, you don't know that he's got a baboon because i thought it was a dog to begin with and he yeah, puts a load of food I. in it and ryan gosling's like you're gonna make it fat you're overfeeding it and the dog bowl says mr poopy mr poopy yeah and i was like and then the dog never appears but then it's revealed later to be a baboon they take a hair from the baboon and put that on the body to like link him to the crime even more yeah. uh they ryan gosling wears a certain set of boots that he's bought uh, mm-hmm. reports them missing three weeks ago, then wears them to commit the murder. Cocky little and then, shit. And then hides them in the janitor's house. Yeah. And is that all the ways that they link him to the crime? I think so, but Sandra Bullock's not having any of it from, from the start, is she? She's no, suspicious she's like, of Ryan Gosling's character from from the off because he, he seems to have an answer for everything. And she's just like, I don't trust him. He's the exact kind of kid that I hate. He's just like privileged twat basically well, so it, she can't stand it, him it, it comes out that he bears maybe one too many parallels with her ex-boyfriend who like beat and stabbed her and shit which yeah, he to be honest with nuts. you i could have done without that aspect of the film it didn't need that. i felt like they were trying to give sandra bullock a bit of depth yeah character arc and i don't feel like it really got interesting enough or deep enough for it to matter so it just sort of felt like a bit of a waste of a character trait. yeah so. well like, like reading reading that real one i would much prefer mm-hmm. to see just a film about that yeah like i don't i would rather have a more in-depth like analysis of the murderers and how they thought they were going to get away with it and stuff than sandra bullock occasionally having traumatic flashbacks about her ex-husband or whatever and being a bit of a sex pest to her partner <laughs> yeah literally she she gets a new partner because no one else will work with her and pretty much like the first night that they've worked together, she like takes him back to her houseboat. Yeah, she lives in a houseboat. Okay, like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> like, how? Where does where does that come into it? Like, I was like, is this this is going to play into the story She's somehow? Like the captain from The Simpsons. <laughs> no, it's just obviously just a cool thing for her character to have. Um, mm-hmm. And she seduces him almost immediately. I mean, he puts up a bit of a fight. He does. He's. He's like trying to push her off and she's just carrying on, which I mean, there's a couple of consent issues here, but then he's into it. So mm. it's, it but is then the, sec- it is. the second time after they've had like an argument, because he's like said, look, the, your hypothesis for the case doesn't really stand up and they have an yeah. argument. He goes round again and she tries to seduce him again. And she is just, is that when she rubs her foot on? She's his just pee-pee? jabbing away with her foot down there. <laughs> yeah, so he sat on another chair away from her, probably so she can't try and shag him. And then he, she just starts rubbing her foot in his nether regions. And I was just, I was watching through my fingers, like this is so uncomfortable. I don't need this. <laughs> just rubbing, rubbing away with a little, with her toes. Oh, mm. shut up! <laughs> oh God. Mm-mm-mm. I would much rather have more about the um fake deep teenagers trying to commit yeah murder. yeah because also they're he's like a high school jock isn't he and the other one's like the lonely kid and they at school they pretend that they don't know each other yeah ryan gosling is like the jock and he wears like a red pleather jacket which is just like awful and the other kid it looks like the lead singer of placebo he's got like classic 90s looking emo hair it's like, also really strange because it's long but it's like all swept. It's long, but not long enough that it's like going to be like down his neck. So it's yeah. like it's swept all just to long enough sides. to be the same size as his head. And then it all tucks perfectly in line with the back of his ears. And it just it freaks me out, man. I mean, I'm not saying it looks good, but the physics of it is impressive. <laughs> you know who he looks like, actually? He looks like a young Mr. Burns 
Like, if Mr. Burns had a full <laughs> head of hair, like, <laughs> that's that's who he reminds me of. That's the second Simpsons reference already. Also, uh, I, I, no offence to this actor, but he's weird looking, right? Oh, 100%. He's super creepy looking. He, he also weirdly um, looks like one of the real guys. Does he? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll look that got up. He's got the same lips. He's got the Killian Murphy lips. He has got the Killian Murphy lips, you're right. Just that they're a little bit too puckered all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's not even puckering them. Those no, are just that's... his lips. Exactly, yeah, but he always looks like he wants a little smoochy. And they're always a little bit red, so he looks like he's been yeah. smooching. Yeah, uh-huh. I know what you're saying. He does oh, have a bit God. of a smooch. He does, yeah, he does. Because there's a girl who, for uh, for no reason, suddenly takes a liking to him in class. He, I yeah, mean, he's literally stood up at the front like, of class saying, yeah. um, you should commit crimes. I'm a weird emo because kid. Be you should commit crimes. Free. Yeah. yeah. And this girl just randomly takes a liking to him. And then he starts kissing her. But then Ryan Gosling, because he's getting jealous of him, goes and seduces her and films himself having sex with her. So some In more the consent basement. issues there. <laughs> Yeah. Um and then Yeah, not great. During the like interrogation of Ryan Gosling's character, he tries to like seduce Sandra Bullock as well. Mm-hmm. Which fun fact, ding 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 ding. Uh <laughs> he did he managed to do in real life because Sandra Bullock and Ryan Gosling dated for a while after this film. Wait, what? Yeah. Are you actually serious i'm a hundred percent serious they were dating okay, during so the making of head, this film and afterwards in my head in this film ryan gosling the actor is like 20 and she's like 30 so I they haven't, must have I, been around the same age i haven't looked up the age difference but oh i my feel God. certain i'm gonna look one. it up right now live on air right ryan gosling is 40 and sandra bullock is 56 Damn, Ryan, you dirty dog. You dirty dog. You dirty dog. Sandra okay, Bullock, wow. you cradle snatcher. Yeah, I know that's double <laughs> standards. <laughs> yeah, God. Don't you just fucking hate double standards? Like, a woman <laughs> sleeps with a load of guys and she's a slut. I do it, I'm gay. What the fuck? <laughs> you that, dig. That's an old hack joke, that one. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Very low hang- good. Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, they were dating during this. Wow. Um, wow. So basically, it all culminates in she slowly cottons onto them. They manage to link the not Ryan Gosling character to the crime scene where they dump the body because there's some mm-hmm. sick. Because uh, he threw up after he dumped the body. I just need throw up caviar. Yeah, because um, he's a posh yeah. boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he i hate it when i throw up my caviar such a waste you just of money hate it when you throw up <laughs> caviar but but throughout the whole thing that she's working on the hypothesis that ryan gosling led it all and that is sort of the way that the film's framed but like yeah he's framed as sort of the complete dickhead who's got the sort of power in the relationship yeah who's fo- who's um, forcing the the outsider boy to do it all yeah and then there's a big confrontation at the house where they they're going to like commit suicide because they realise that they're going to get caught. But Ryan Gosling's not going to commit suicide, actually. And But then there's a big confrontation. Yeah. There's like a shootout between Ryan Gosling and Sandra Bullock in the house. And then it ends on a balcony. And Ryan Gosling is like strangling Sandra Bullock. And then he licks her face. Oh my God, I was going to mention that to you. I felt so sick when he did that. He like licks her face from chin to forehead. Apparently that wasn't <laughs> scripted either. Oh my god, he probably did that because they're dating. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think he asked her if he could do it, but it, it, like it wasn't in the script, and I don't think the director knew. Oh my god, that's. But funny. then she manages to like throw him off the balcony, but then she's like hanging off it, and she's gonna die, and then the other guy saves her, and you're supposed to think that um, oh he's a good guy, yeah he didn't do yeah. that, he was blah blah blah, blah. but then she's like looking at her strangle marks because the mm-hmm. the woman was strangled to death, and she's got Ryan Gosling throughout the film actually quite this is quite clever of the film. He's yeah. always like playing with his ring and like you see that quite clearly that he's got rings on and stuff. And she yeah. sees that on her neck, she's got like marks from where the the rings were. Yeah. And she realizes that the murder victim didn't have those marks. So Ryan Gosling couldn't have strangled the victim. Mm-hmm. So she pretends that they found video footage from inside the murder room because using the knowledge that because they know about the 
the video of the girl at this point. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, we found the videotape from inside the murder room. We haven't watched it yet, but blah, 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 blah. And the guy shits himself and he's like, well, oh, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. And basically admits that he did the murder and he was actually the mastermind behind it all along. But I was I was sort of like, I mean, he's the guy who's given speeches about why committing murder is... Um, yeah that's what i meant like it it just wasn't none of it was particularly surprising to me it was sort of just like oh okay (laughs) that happened that's the twist is it okay buzz in (laughs) yeah i i thought it was all right but yeah i do agree like i could have done without the sandra bull oh and then she learns to not push people away and she wasn't going to go testify at like a a hearing a parole hearing for her stabbing ex-boyfriend (laughs) <laughs> but then she decides that she will at the end and that's how the film ends like i could have done without that yeah it just felt like that wasn't the moral of the story oh, we, we but... need to give that we need to give the main character a character arc and oh look she's gone on it yeah i see i see why they did it but i would have just made it more about the two murdering kids yeah and how things start to go wrong and how Definitely. you know their relationship but um yeah i i enjoyed it um i didn't did you not no, I, f- I was really quite bored. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Should we give it a rating then? This could be an interesting yeah. one. Um, yeah. So for anyone listening for the first time, our rating system is based off our actor's name. So for this, we have Ryan the Goose Gosling. So is it a Lucy Goosey, a shit film, or a Juicy Goosey, a good film? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's a Lucy. It's a Lucy Goosey. How loose? Yeah. How loose are we talking? It's pretty loose. Pr- pretty like, loose. Fairly well, slack. well used. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd lean more towards juicy. Would but, you? Okay. But only a slight hint of juice. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a couple of drops. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not quite moist, but it's, it's not. As, them, it's um... not as dry as Gandhi's flip flop, to use a term <laughs> coined by one of my drama teachers. It wasn't it's coined by him, but them, he used it a lot. It's got one of them squash squeezies in it you know oh. where you can put the water in and you squeeze it it's got one of them in but it's not a whole glass of juice yeah yeah i know what you're but saying for me it's loose so it doesn't matter <laughs> on that note <laughs> shall we move on then to yeah the united states of leland yes get get both the murders out of the way yeah so what's this one about emma um this one is about a young lad who murders a how do you say it right i'm just gonna put i'm just gonna put it in the terms that the that the film the film put it Uh, he's referred to by everyone without fail as a retarded kid yeah but you can't say that you can't say that so i looking at him i would say that he's like severely autistic i think he's probably got like asperger's or something yeah Yeah. so he murders um ryan gosling is a young lad who murders a little like a lad with aspergers or um something to that effect and um there's doesn't seem to be any good reason for it and he admits to it goes to prison and then it's about his teacher in prison who is oh, what's his face from don cheadle the, he's don cheadle he's war machine it's about him writing a book about it and also ryan gosling's dad is kevin spacey so what a film. <laughs> Lovely bit of Kevin Spacey. We love Kevin. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't love Kevin no, Spacey. We, no, we definitely don't. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it had... What a cast. I mean, it had Michelle Williams, who we love, and Michael Pena. Yeah. Another who is from Marvel, Ant-Man. Another and we also Ma- love Marvel him. alumni. Yeah. It was um, it was a weird one. Uh, that This is an, an indie film, I think. Um, it's sort of about how it affects everyone's life, isn't it? The The murder. yeah but the thing that got me about this film is i felt like you're meant to be on everyone's side and it just made me uncomfortable because that's not a normal way to frame a film like you're meant to be on like i feel like you're meant to empathize with everyone and i was like no i need an enemy here (laughs) but do you not think emma that that is in fact the point what what life is like like Mm. everyone is a 3d complex character and everyone has their own you know what i mean yeah, but me basic, Cat, me just li- want li- good life and bad. isn't black and white, Emma. Life <laughs> me isn't want and light white. and dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stupid. want complex feelings and emotions. Yeah, stop I mean, making me have moral dilemmas. I enjoyed it. I actually did enjoy it, to be honest. Um, yeah. It was very strange, but it was good. 
and everyone's a bit of a bastard, right? Yeah. So like Don Everyone. Cheadle's character is like the empathetic teacher who's trying to understand this senseless crime, mm-hmm. but also he's he's sort of trying to exploit him so he can get a book out of it, and, he's and also on cheats girlfriend. on his girlfriend. Yeah. And who else is there? Oh, there's like the the live-in boyfriend of the boy's sister. Yes. Who like he who's played by I forget the actor's name, but he's in American Pie. Yeah, I was um, going to say he's in American Pie, but I can't remember his name. And he also played a bad guy in the Flash TV show. Um, oh, nice. He was like the big bad of the season. Um, he, the big bad boy. The big bad boy! <laughs> he uh, he gets dumped by the girlfriend, but he's like a really supportive boyfriend, so he's really nice and you're supposed to like him. Yeah, he's like a. he was probably the only character who I was like, you seem like quite a wholesome good guy and then and then he and then... <laughs> he goes off the rails yeah. um and like commits a mur- like commits a robbery and gets arrested and you're like well, why the hell is he doing this because he's just been dumped uh, by his girlfriend yeah. and then the twist at the end of the film is that he got put into the same juvenile detention center as ryan gosling slash leland and he stabs and kills leland in revenge for killing the boy Stabby stabby. Because uh, the boy stabby. is his girlfriend's little brother, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't realise yep. that... Because Leland has a girlfriend as well. And that's... She is also the sister of the boy he kills. But it took me ages to realise that they were all the same family. Because, like, the two sisters were never seen together. So they just seemed no. very disconnected to me. And the way she acts with Ryan Gosling... I was I was struggling to figure out if they were related or if they were, like an item for mm. probably like an hour <laughs> oh really yeah because i was like the, they were she was treating him like a brother but then she was getting all up in his business and rubbing up on him and what have you <laughs> it's just like this is so uncomfortable <laughs> and so like they start a relationship mm-hmm. and then it comes out that she's like an ex-drug addict and she goes back to her ex her ex-boyfriend who was the drug dealer because he gets yeah. that out of prison or whatever and that's how their relationship ends and he, Leland's all like broken up about it but he still like walks her brother home from school every day because he, yeah, he cares he's a for good him guy. And, it, then... and it's all like about his view on the world isn't it and he's like he's quite mature in the sense that he's like when they're breaking up he's like you don't love me and no amount of me like crying about it or mm-hmm. saying how much I love you is going to make you love me so whatever yeah he's got quite a twisted view on the world and the fact sense that like he like at the end it's revealed why he killed the kid and it's because also for a while i thought he didn't kill him yeah i, I, I thought it was going to be revealed that he didn't guy. kill him but he was just yeah. like go he was just admitting to it because he was like well what's the point mm-hmm. um but he did kill him and he killed him because he realized that the boy was really sad because everyone treated him like to use the film's own words a retard yeah and like, like pitied him and would never look at him like a human being and stuff and he was re- he was like it's i realized so he was really up. sad about it so i decided to like stop end his suffering yeah like which dude, is a bit you weird. don't get to you don't get to choose like that's not your choice yeah, yeah that's not your choice and then kevin spacey's his dad who is like Isn't a really famous writer twat. yeah um but doesn't care about his kid and don Cheadle goes to talk to him and then he like stops the interview interview because he realizes that Don Cheadle is like writing a book about his son and he's like you're exploiting my kid blah 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 blah. so you think oh maybe he does care about his son a bit but then it's revealed that he's only in town so that he can write a book about his son and exploit the situation Um, oh and a pair of asses there's that whole subplot I completely forgot about so like his father mother and father are divorced and his father lives or like jet sets around the world and twice a year yeah. ryan gosling goes to visit his father but it's revealed that but he doesn't actually go to visit him. yeah his father just pays him pays for a plane ticket somewhere in the world and he gets to go visit that place and then yeah. he the one time at christmas he went to new york and just stayed in new york uh, and then he got like adopted by this family for christmas and he became really it wasn't he like besotted with the mother? Yeah, he's like he well, he, family. he he was really drawn to the mother because she had like this spark for life and energy and stuff. And then he goes back. The last time he travelled, he went to New York again and went to see her, and she got divorced because her husband had been cheating on her, and mm-hmm. her spark for life was gone. No, and then, classic. And then it's implied that they sleep together, so she was a bit of a nonce. 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's not okay. And then that's <laughs> that's what drove him to kill the boy. Because then he, once he saw that her life had no meaning and like people, like there was no, he didn't think that there was any meaning to life because she was like his inspiration for life or whatever, that he mm-hmm. was like, oh, well, I might as well just kill this kid. Yeah. He essentially tries to justify it by saying everyone's sad anyway. So might as well just end just it did it yeah like dude he's very um monotone throughout isn't he oh he is yeah i'd say he's think... got if not some like mental issues he's got some emotional issues this is the thing that got me about his character he was like like you said quite mature and emotionally complex and had a lot of interesting things to say but he also seemed very unhinged <laughs> yes so yeah you didn't quite know what to make of it really yeah, I, I still don't really know what to make of it. I did it's enjoy strange, it. strange, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, also, we just need to talk about Ryan Gosling with, like, brown shaggy hair. Different person entirely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like, what's his face from the US office? I don't know what his name is. Um, Jim. That's the one. It looks like Jim. <laughs> he he does, yeah. I Well, also, you posted a picture of it on um, social media. And I I'd not seen the film yet. And I thought he looked like Tom Holland, actually. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So yeah, there's a, it's, it completely changes him, doesn't it, when he's got different colour hair? It does, yeah. I feel like Ryan Gosling not with short blonde hair is just an entirely different fella. An entirely different fella? Entirely different fella. <laughs> I've not got anything else to say, really. No? About this it's film. A, yeah, it, it was just a, it was a film. <laughs> it was a film. <laughs> it was a film. It, it brings was a up some, film. It brings up some interesting thoughts and you're not really sure what to think about it afterwards but i think that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah uh, should we give Agreed. it a rating then yeah let's do it was it <laughs> was it united states of leland or united shits of leland <laughs> why do you always go for the shit you always go for the shit <laughs> i can't think of any other it could be like words. any film and you'll, you'll be like right is that it? <laughs> Murder, let's take Murder by Numbers. We've already done that one, right? You'd be like, Murder by Numbers or Murder by Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go for... But then to counter that, I always go for piss or pee, right? Pissland. Peeland. Peeland, of course. <laughs> the doy. The doy. Oh, God. So you're obsessed with shit. I'm obsessed with piss. <laughs> together we are what infantile minds we have (laughs) (laughs) was it was it loosey goosey or juicy goosey let's just go for that it was juicy for me juicy god juicy piss i'd say medium to dry for me (laughs) really oh and we we should have added we should have added in i don't think either of these films have made us want to do it but we came up with last one uh last week came up with one last week (laughs) is it a noosey goosey does it make oh, yeah. you want to kill yourself? <laughs> uh, this it one wasn't doesn't. a noosey. It wasn't no, a noosey, was, no. I, I think that was reserved for just last week. Um, yeah, that was a special a special breed of film. <laughs> although, so now that we've rated that, should we move on to The Notebook? <laughs> yes. This is very sad. So, uh, Had you seen it before? I've not seen it. I've never seen you... The Notebook. I've never seen any right. of these Nicholas Sparks So I had watched it once... Um, probably when i was 15 and when i was 15 for the listener i was one of them teenagers who was you know i was into a bit of the alternative music was a bit too cool to care you know that sort of vibe black dyed black hair you know classic teenager shit so i was a bit like oh, the notebooks the notebooks is lame it's just uh, sad whatever love <coughs> let me What's tell that? you tom i cried I cried and I cried some more. Luke also cried. We both cried and we looked at each other. And we were like, I hope you never forget me. <laughs> we're so sad. Gee, have you ever watched, what's the film now? I think, I want to say Rachel McAdams is in that as well. Time Traveller's Wife is my favourite book. It's my favourite book. No, no. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> what is no, there's another film, but the pro- it's a true story as well, which makes it even sadder. But there's this couple and um, one of them's in a car accident. I think it's the woman and she completely forgets the whole relationship and she doesn't know who he is. And they have to try, they have to try and like rebuild their relationship, but she doesn't even know who the fuck he is. Um, I think it's called like The Vow or something. 
It is the vow. It is the vow. I've seen the vow. That's, That's really fucking good. sad. Um, mm-hmm. Anything to do with me- like just forgetting fucks me up. Anyway, yeah. what's the what's the premise of this film? God, the Notebook. Um, it starts in a nursing home with a cute old guy reading a story to a cute old woman, um, and then it sort of cuts back and forth to a story of Ali Hamilton, I think, who is sort of like a well-to-do posh girl back in the 1930s she's quite wealthy and then noah who's like just uh he's working on the sort of train tracks like shoveling coal and he's a bit of a rough and tumble boy and he sees her and he just has to have her because she's so beautiful oh my god i tear up thinking about it it's so cute um and then yeah it's the story of them two falling madly in love can i just say his 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 initial his initial approach for me personally Maybe this much. is maybe this is where I'm going wrong. I don't know. Is it's very much, forward. It? Very it is. It's forward. It's like go on a date with me, and she's like, no. He's like, go on a date with me. She's like, no. And then he'll just follow her down the street and be like, I have seen what I want, and I have to have it. But she's she's like now. If that was now, you would call the fucking police. But she's like, oh my god, this man, <laughs> you're so This cute. man climbs a Ferris wheel <laughs> to strong arm her into going on a date with him. And then he threatens to drop himself off it can and I ju- die can if I she just tell- say yes. Can I just tell you how this film would go if it was me? <laughs> you wouldn't be able to climb the Ferris wheel. That's for a start. No, no, no. Emma, Emma, Emma. This is how it would go. I would see uh, Rachel McAdams. I'd go, to <laughs> friend, I'd go to my friend. Who's that? He'd go, that's Rachel McAdams. I'd go, wow. And then I'd walk away. And and this is why you're not dating Rachel McAdams. Yeah, yeah. Tell you who did, though. Don't say Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Get out. For many years. <gasps> they were, like, dating until 2008. Oh, my God. Did they date because of this film? Yeah, but I've also got some more notes, uh, some more facts for you. Oh, my God. Go on, then. I feel like everyone's in this film. Well, they know what it's about so anyway, th- so we don't need to People might know this fact anyway, because I, I think I've heard this fact about this film without seeing it. But according okay. to the director, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams did not get along at first, and Gosling tried to get her replaced. <gasps> with who? Or just in general? Just, he just was like, I can't work with this woman. You're and kidding th- me. And then to improve their relationship, he staged the director staged an intervention and made them sit in a room so they could air all their grievances uh, and work something out. And then obviously they patched it up so well that they started to date. Oh, that's quite cute, isn't it? <laughs> but clearly they had strong feelings for each other. Because, yeah, they dated wow. for a bit after this film and then broke up, then recent, then reunited briefly and then broke up again. Um, one for wow, the ages. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he loves dating co-stars. Because wow, yeah, isn't clearly. his current partner from a film that he's Eva in Mendes that is we're from watch? Place Beyond the Pines, yeah, yeah. That's where they met. But I only know that because that's who he's married to and has children with. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware of his past relationships. Yep. There we go. Wow. So yeah, The Notebook. So this is your first time watching The Notebook. Well, tell me everything, Tom. What did you think? First off, so one of the other one of the other notes that I've got is or facts is that the first time we see Noah and Ali in the flashbacks, they're wearing the same colors as they're wearing in in the old people's home. And it says yep. here, this is a clue. That, that the <laughs> old people that the old people are Noah and Al- Ali, and I was like, that was never up for debate. Like, no. was that supposed to be? A, was that supposed to be a twist? Was I supposed I, to be? Oh my I god! It's it's them. <laughs> I think if you don't realise from the off, there's something severely wrong with you. Um, because uh, it's, it's just about an old man point. reading a completely random handwritten notebook <laughs> about yeah. uh, two women. I thought so. I was so poised for there to be a twist because, like, I was like, it's so obvious that that's who they are. I thought that the twist was going to be that he was um, Thingy Marston. Oh, James Marsden, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Noah had died and James uh, Thingy loved her so much that he was, he didn't get to marry her, but he was, like, still reading the story to her or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that was not the case. Because they do the thing where, like, the kids come and he's, like... Um, oh, these are my kids, not yours, or whatever. And mm-hmm. then, uh, they but then they call her mom anyway. 
but I think that that what you're saying there, and this is what I really enjoy about this film, is it just feels like quite a safe film to watch. There's no alarming crescendos. It's just straight up. It's a romance. They fall in love. They're together forever. They have kids. It's beautiful, and then they die at the very same time, and it's just like it's just a bit much, isn't it? I said to Luke, "Do you think we could time it too?" Because that would be pretty good. You do hear about it a lot. Um, you do, yeah. People dying within like 24 hours of I believe my my grandma died like a couple of days after my granddad passed away because she was just like, well, what's the fucking point? Well, as um, Star Wars I Episode relate. 3, Revenge of the Sith tells us, people can die of a broken heart. Yeah, oh God. You could, it's it's not the strangle, strangulation, force choking um, or childbirth. It is the broken heart. Yeah, it was Annie Kin Kin going a bit doolally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so they get together, don't they? They love young dream. And then due to a misunderstanding mm-hmm. or her parents being a bit overbearing, they break up. And well, then, she moves away to college. And then her, par- her parents, well, they're like going to reconcile, aren't they? But then yeah. before they can, her parents are like, we're moving. And then he doesn't get to see it before she goes. And then I knew the quote, I wrote you 365 letters I wrote every day for God, a year. God, it kills me, Tom, it kills me. <laughs> She's in, her mum intercepts 365 letters. I'm sorry, Dobby, what the fuck? <laughs> Harry the Potter, fuck? Rachel McAdams <laughs> must not marry Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I was literally like, you house elf looking bitch, like what are you doing? <laughs> um, I mean, that is dedication to write that many letters, in fairness. I know, I'd have given up after like three. <laughs> and then, so really, not a lot happens in this film, right? No, so they, Ryan they break Gosling, up. like the first time they have a sort of real romantic night together, Ryan Gosling takes her to this like old monster house looking derelict. Oh, so in my notes, I've got, mansion. ah, yes, the haunted house. Perfect <laughs> for sex. <laughs> I, I literally was like, monster house, that's what turns me on. Fucking the thought of being haunted in the it house. Pennywise is going to come out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he when she moves away, he like um, starts fixing that up. Oh, and his dad passes away, which is very sad because his dad's his dad's a legend. So yeah, um, and he uses the money from his dad's house to do up the house that he thought he would be living in forever with Rachel McAdams. And he says he's going to sell it and people give him above his asking price and he won't take it because to sell it would be to let to ad- go. To admit that she's not coming back. Yeah, but she does and it's amazing. <laughs> well, she... she So in the intervening years, she like meets James Marsden, gets engaged mm-hmm. to him, but she also al- always really knows that she loves Ryan Gosling. Yeah. They sort of cross paths, but he sees her with her fiancé. But then she see on the day that she gets her wedding dress, she sees the headlock. She sees him in the paper saying that he's managed to do up this house. Yeah, and she passes out and realizes that she has to go see him. And then they pretend for a bit that they're not going to fuck, and then <laughs> <laughs> they do because <laughs> they have the conversation about the letters. Yeah, um, and it's revealed in the rain. You know, classic. Yeah, pouring rain, swans everywhere. Oh my god! Actually, rewind. He is like. I want to take you somewhere and show you something. They get in a little like um, beautiful rowing boat and then they go rowing through all these um, weeping willows and there's loads of geese. And I literally screamed at the TV, goose with the geese. Oh my God, I didn't think of that. What the fuck? What's wrong with "Ah!" me? I was like, goose surrounded by geese. Because I was like, he fucking looked like he was wearing a white shirt first off. He has blonde hair. I think actually Uh thinking about it, the person I'm thinking of has black hair, mm-hmm. but he it, he looked like Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, and he did. They were rowing a boat, and I was like, "Is a fucking lobster gonna pop up and start singing Kiss the Girl?" <laughs> In a Caribbean accent for some reason. Um, the sea. Yeah, um, that made me laugh a lot. So goose that, that is good. That is good. <laughs> oh dear. But Just, yeah, it's all very emotional. But then it? I've I've got here. They they really said fuck everyone else, huh? Because like yeah. they both at this point have partners. Yeah, he's dating some nice, really kind, pretty girl from the town. She's about to get married to some really sweet, all American, handsome fella. I keep saying fella today. Who's who's uh, done nothing wrong? No, he he's done nothing wrong, but. 
They were I just guess it's true love, together. but like it is. So the way that they make it okay is that the the woman that he's sleeping with, she knows that he's still in love with this other woman, so she she sort of knows anyway. God, and the then lack of self respect. And then they is have painful. <laughs> then they have like dinner with her. Yeah, and Rachel then she's McAdams like, invites oh, her in. <laughs> you, I know that I've she's been cheated on, and you've broken my heart, but. I can see that the thing that you two have is true love and that gives me hope that I will one day find true love. And I was like, I was like, that's not what you take from this. Also, (laughs) you're a, you're a war widow. So technically, if you believe in true love and he was your true love, your true love's already gone love because he's dead. Oh my God. Maybe that's cynical of me. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, and James Marsden is just like, I don't care that you cheated on me. It's fine. I just don't want to share you anymore. <laughs> so the only way that... So there's a bit more contention there. Like, the only bad thing that James Marsden does is that when it becomes apparent that she's going to have to choose, Ryan Gosling is like, basically, do what makes you happy. Like, what do you want? And pick, <laughs> don't forget everything else. Forget what I want. Forget what your parents want. Forget what he wants. Stop trying mm-hmm. to make everyone else happy. What do you want? And do that mm-hmm. thing. Whatever that is, like, I just want you to be happy, so do that thing. And then James Marsden is like, I just want you to love me. Yeah. Love me. It's all like it's all about him, whereas Ryan Gosling this is, is like, why, removes himself from it. This is why it. Noah is the true love, and he's the the true main yeah. babe, basically. That's the, that's the only bad thing James Marsden does. Apart from that, he's a perfect gentleman. Mm-hmm. And then there's obviously a bit of who's she going to go to, who's she going to go to, and then she goes to back she to Ryan Gosling with her suitcase. And this is the point, Emma, that I messaged you because um, there's oh, a big theme playing, yeah. right? The theme music to the Notebook <laughs> is. I'm just going to break the illusion for everyone. Maybe I'll insert the voice note that I sent Emma. Yeah, do I don't it. know if we we'll get like cop- if it's going to be like a copyright issue, but. The theme music to the notebook is just Beauty and the Beast. Tale as old as time Song as old as rhyme I can't hear anything else when it's playing. <laughs> Admittedly, it's slowed down, and it's it's just like two lines of it, but it is just Beauty and the Beast, and it's all yeah. I could hear throughout the entire film every time it played. And so, so at this big crescendo moment, I I rewound it and just recorded it and sent it to Emma because I was like, please tell me that I'm not going insane because this is all I can hear. I'm so impressed that you noticed that because I didn't, and then as soon as you pointed it out, yeah, that's all I could hear as well. So <laughs> you can't unhear it, can you? No, it's, it's, a, it's it, ruined now. It's a curse that I have that I hear other music. So for anyone that's watched Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, the theme tune to that is just a slowed down minor key version of <laughs> Lay All Your Love On Me by ABBA. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it is, so isn't it? goddamn true, honestly. And any, any musical theatre fans, uh, the intro to Only Us from Dear Evan Hansen is actually Tell Me It's Not True from Blood Brothers. I'm sorry for ruining those songs for you, but I have to hear that every time I listen to either of those pieces of music. You shouldn't have to suffer alone. So. Yeah. And that was, this song sounds like this other song with Tom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they get together and then they live happily ever after, but then she gets dementia. And then just yeah. as he finishes reading the book to her, she remembers who he is and she remembers everything. And it's beautiful, beautiful moment. And they have a dance together. And then she forgets again and is like, get out of my room, you fucking weirdo. Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And it's like obviously so horrible. Sad. And then he has a heart attack mm-hmm. and can't see her for a while. And he's finally out of the hospital and he goes into a room and sees her. And she remembers him and it's beautiful. And then she's like, Do you, oh, what's going to happen when I can't remember you at all? And he's like, Oh, I don't, I can't remember what he says actually. I was too busy crying. They're like, Do you think our love can create miracles? Like, do you think we could? Yeah. Just and then she's like, do you, reckon, do you reckon we could go together and then neither of us will have to suffer, sort of thing? Uh, and then. They wake up and the nurse comes in the next morning and they're both lying there dead. And so <sighs> fucking, fucking sad. Hell, I got goose pimples. I got geese pimples. So, so last night I watched the end of 
It's a Sin, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, so sad. So that was really sad. And then on another side um, was Place Between the Pines, which got mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling in it. And my mum was like, oh, it's got Ryan Gosling in it. And I was like, oh, I've not watched that one yet. I watched The Notebook earlier, though, and she's like, oh, what's that about? And in it trying to explain the plot of <laughs> The Notebook, oh, I was like... you cry. Because I, I hadn't... I had, man- I had a little weep. It's a sin. Yeah. And then I was like, and then <laughs> they're lying there and eat, oh. eat um, their whole hands oh, and they're dead. <laughs> oh. Do you remember when um, we went to oh, see gosh. A Star is Born together? Yeah. yeah and it, that it, was... it emotionally destroyed mm. me. It did, yeah. Tom was not okay for a, a couple of hours. So we were stood outside <laughs> the film. We bumped in some of our friends and they were like, oh, what have you been to see? And we were like, oh, we've been to see A Star Is Born. And they were like, oh, I went to see that the other day. And they're talking about it at the end of the film. And I was like, guys, <laughs> guys, can, you please, can we not? Can we not? Because just thinking about it is making me well off again. Oh, oh it was bad, God, man. yeah. The Notebook is freaking sad. I don't, um, I was going to say I don't often cry at films, but that's not true. Yeah, but when yeah, I do, they, that's BS. I, I either have like, you know, when you have the single tear run down your, uh-huh. your cheek, which is what I had yeah. when I watched The Notebook initially. But yeah, I either have that or I either fucking go. And <laughs> I'm gone. I am gone. I, I am gone. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's, it's a very sad film, but it is very good. And I mean, I would call myself someone who's not that into romance films but every single romance film i've watched over the last few years i've thoroughly enjoyed so maybe that's a lie maybe i do love a would romance. you say emma that that's because now you're in love i would i honestly fucking would like it's corny and it makes me feel a bit sick to say it, is that why i'm so cynical true. about this shit like i'm maybe. like they shut on everyone else's lives with their love yeah yeah, Honestly, maybe that's it, it hits different when you're you're looking at the person who you think you're going to grow old with and potentially forget and then die with. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to forget you. <laughs> God. Do you ever think about our future? Uh, yeah, we'll have it all. We'll get married. We'll have the kids, <laughs> the house with the white picket fence out front. And then one day will come the darkness where my memory begins to fade and you oh. become just a stranger to me. But then you'll remember me and you'll remind me of, of our long lost love and I'll remember and then I'll die. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I want. It's so that is sad. what I want. Um, <laughs> that's what I'll put in like my, my singles ad in the paper because people well, still do that, don't they? You know. Young male looking for... <laughs> someone to forget. <laughs> someone to forget. Oh. Uh, Taylor's <laughs> old as time. <laughs> Song as old as rhyme. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty See what beast. I did? <laughs> oh. oh. We have fun, don't we? So, did you like it then? I did, yeah. It was good, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I am a sucker for a romance. I do, you know, I'm very cynical about them, but I do like them as well. Yeah, uh, I love Rachel McAdams too, for what it's worth. Oh, She's beautiful. Have you seen um, About Time? Stunning. Yes. Oh, oh I love that what film. What film? What film? <laughs> that one makes me bore like a bitch as well. Yeah, that's a sad one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like Rachel McAdams. Oh, She's, got, she's beautiful. I've got a few facts about this. Oh, go on. The director wanted, want? wanted someone unknown and not handsome to portray Noah. Therefore, mm-hmm. he cast Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Do you know what? We were watching it and Luke said, do you know what? He's actually not that good looking, is he, at this point? But then it's like, because he becomes Ryan Gosling as we know him and he's a bit older, he just becomes really attractive. But I think back in these like early 2000s, late 90s, it's just like, he is a bit funny looking. No offence, Ryan, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're fit now, I promise. <laughs> Age like You've a fine wine. <laughs> I'm still waiting to grow into my face. But yeah, I find that really funny that like someone that people see as like a heartthrob or whatever yeah. was cast because he wasn't good looking. Yeah, <laughs> that's so mean. Should we give it a rating then? Let's do it. Do it to it. Is it Juicy Goosey or a Lucy Goosey? Are you not going to do a a name one? All right. Uh, <laughs> was it? Would you? The would notebook, you? Would you rather have your true love remind you repeatedly? of this film or would you just grow old and forget it <laughs> that's so much better than my the notebook or the note balls <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, I would love to have my true love remind me of this film forever. Um, it's very juicy. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll go with that one as well. Um, that takes us on oh. then to the official Ryan Gosling ranking. I'll give you the top five. Okay. In at number five, it's Goosebumps. In at number four, it's Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. In at number three, it's The Believer. In at number two, Young Hercules. And in <laughs> at number one, it's Remember the Titans. Oh, yes. So where are we going to whack Murder by Numbers? Murder by Numbers for me is probably underneath Goosebumps. Better than Shirley Holmes. I mean, I think it is, but I know that you're a bit of a fan no, of I'll Shirley st- Holmes. I'll stick it there. Okay, cool. Okay, where are we going to stick the United States of Leland? I think that that was better than Murder by Numbers. Not better than Goosebumps, though. I think it probably was better than Goosebumps. Not better than Hercules. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a lot to bump Hercules out of the top five, let me tell you. <laughs> and where does that mean that we're going to stick the notebook i think that the notebook isn't better than remember the titans no it's not but it's a strong second in the list yeah yeah i'll agree with you there cool it's gonna take a very good film to knock remember the titans out of the top spot (laughs) i've got a contender but it's way down the list Mm, yeah i can bet what yours is gonna be yeah (laughs) i know la la land (laughs) no you fucking (laughs) don't do this to me don't put words in my mouth uh okay so we'll post that somewhere as we sometimes i was gonna say always do but sometimes do yeah and that takes us on then to hey check it out it's ryan gosling fact of the week (laughs) so the ryan gosling fact of the week has made me smile to no end all day and it goes like this ryan gosling feels responsible for corrupting britney spears on the mickey mouse club he says they would come and ask me questions about sex and i just told them what i heard like positions and stuff All the other mothers went to Disney and told them I was corrupting their kids. I feel somewhat responsible for how sexual she is right now. When I see her with a snake around her neck, I think, did I do that? (laughs) I don't know, Ryan, did you put the snake around her neck? Because if not, then it's not your (laughs) fault. Like, honestly, I love the thought that he thinks he's responsible for Britney Spears' career. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting interesting fact. As a sexual pop star. Side fact. (laughs) She was apparently one of the people that they considered for the notebook oh no yeah. oh no <laughs> i love britney there were some no. other there were some other people thrown around but i think they only like really considered rachel mcadams yeah good she she's the only person i can see in that film he corrupted britney spears i don't think that's true i don't think that's on you ryan i think what i want to know is what exactly he said that the parents used to complain about him like i would like some transcripts <laughs> also i've got another fact about britney spears that this is completely unrelated to any of this uh, okay. I don't. I haven't checked this out to to corroborate mm-hmm. whether it's true. I just saw it on a TikTok because I'm down okay. with the kids. Okay. You know? Yeah. But you know the song Toxic. Yeah. You're toxic. Yeah. I'm slip- we know Toxic. Don't yeah. <laughs> so she obviously she didn't write the song. It was written by mm-hmm. a songwriter whose name I can't remember. Apologies. Mm-hmm. But she mm-hmm. apparently wrote it about her ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Her ex the ex boyfriend that she wrote it about is mm-hmm. the super vet. <laughs> I cannot tell you what I was expecting you to say, but it wasn't the super vet. What like the I say, fuck? I've not checked that out. I just saw it on a TikTok. But I I don't care oh if God. it's true or not. I, oh I want to believe it. <laughs> Fan theory... When she says you're toxic, I'm slipping under, she is singing from the perspective of an animal that's having surgery and they are being put under with with general anaesthetic. You're toxic, just... <laughs> I'm slipping under. It's just, it's just a rabbit like singing on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So choose to believe that or choose not to believe it, but I choose to believe it. <laughs> Who knew that it would turn into who would it turn into this today? <laughs> right, I think that's the end of the show, isn't it? On that bombshell. <laughs> please, please let it end. I'm gonna pee myself. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed, please give us a rating and leave a review as well on iTunes. 
And to tell your friends it. about us. Just tell tell someone, tell anyone about our podcast. Tell a random man on the street if you want hey, to. Hey, you. Do you like films? No? Well, you'll love them anyway if you listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> you don't have to watch them. They'll tell you all about it. Hey, you. It's the Ryan Gosling fact of the week. And just shout it at someone hey, on the street. check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but make sure yeah, you're standing two meters away from them, okay? Yeah, leave, leave us a rating and a review and tell someone. Uh, and then if you want to contact us, uh, let us know that you've enjoyed the podcast, you've watched some of the films we've talked about and your thoughts on them, or you want to suggest someone for us to talk about in the future, yeah. um, then you can do that. How can they contact us, Emma? Um, you could get your bootay on over to our website, on com, where you will find links to places such as Twitter, on a roll pod. Instagram on a roll pod, email on a roll pod at gmail.com, Facebook on a roll pod. There is no end to the ways you could contact us, and therefore there's no excuse to not do so. So exactly. send us some shit. Send us memes, send us abuse. I don't care. Just give me attention. <laughs> <laughs> give me attention. Any engagement is good engagement, okay? Please. Please just <laughs> Unless give it's us a one star review, then fucking keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep... <laughs> Keep it to yourself, man. No one wants to see that <laughs> shit. So, thank you, as always, for joining us. Um, hope you enjoyed. We will post up what we're talking about next time. Well, I can, I can tell socials. you now, if you want. Yeah, crack on. Tell the people. So, we'll be watching. It looks like it's going to be a fun one to start off with, Emma. <laughs> we're watching... Oh, this is a mouthful. <laughs> I'm still here. Real life di- real diaries of young people who lived during the Holocaust. <sighs> Fucking hell. Okay. Day and half Nelson. So... <laughs> We've had a brief reprieve from the Holocaust talk <laughs> and we'll be straight back into it next week. <laughs> Don't miss it. It's going to be great. <laughs> Tune in for a real doozy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've got that to look forward to. Yeah. And on that note, ding, that's the note. Uh, we will end this podcast. Enjoy the rest Thank of your you week. Thank you so much, guys. And see you next Wednesday. See you on the flip side. More fuckers. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.